Welcome to Konoha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. Hi, Ruby. Hey, Gwen. How's, how's it going? How's, how's it been this last week? Pretty good. Yeah? You, you watched three episodes of Naruto, I hear? Yeah, I watched three episodes of Naruto, and for the first time in a while, I watched some other anime. <laughs> I all so I've also been watching some anime, but I don't have any like new anime to talk about. I was like on hardcore catch up on the stuff I stopped watching like a month ago when I stopped watching anime for several weeks. Okay. So there's like there's like new shows this season that I want to check out that I haven't seen yet. So hopefully next week I'll have something to say on that front. But mm-hmm. well, okay. So I have I have three things to talk about. That's great. The the, the first two I will only mention as part of my like grim duty. Your grim duty. Okay. Um, so, some isekai came out, and you know me, I watch all, all of those, or, or at least I make an effort to, like, to at least start watching. Look, um, look at them at least. Uh-huh. You are bearing the, the, the sins and torment of this world on your back. <laughs> you are heroic. Uh, so, one of the new ones that came out, uh, is called Trapped in a Dating Sim, and I didn't watch that one because I read the description and thought, hmm. Not for me. Right. That's the one about the guy. There's like a guy and he's like in an Otome game or whatever. And he's like, oh, wow, men are oppressed here in this Otome game. This is terrible, right? Yep. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's for me either. Yeah, so I didn't watch that one. I just want to cover my face to make sure everybody knows that I didn't watch that one. Okay. Yeah, that, that always seemed weird to me because, I mean, I guess I haven't played every Otome game or even like a particularly large sum of them. But the ones I've poked into generally are not about oppressing men. And generally, you know, yeah. So, so, so I, I, it seems like maybe it's operating on some weird assumptions. But there's only so much conversation we can actually have about the show that neither of us watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another thing that I did watch, but isn't an isekai, but it's still kind of related. So I'm going to mention it here. Um, uh-huh. It's called "I'm Quitting Heroing," and it's about a hero who stops being a hero to go join the demon army. I didn't like it that much. Damn, that's a that's a shame. <laughs> It sounds like it could be fun, you know? Yeah. The third thing I watched was The Executioner and Her Way of Life. I've heard about this one. I've heard a bunch about this one. There's been some buzz about it. This is one of the shows I've been meaning to check out. Yeah. Uh, I I liked the first episode that's out. I liked it a lot. I have read some of the some of the manga that's out. I have not touched the light novels. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as, as a sort of like, you know, uh, of the web of things that I'm into. Mm-hmm. That is kind of at an intersection, and so I'm interested, obviously. Yeah, it's got women who are gay, I believe. It's got women who, uh, in the manga, they seem pretty gay. <laughs> there seems to be an implication of uh, yeah, of, of homosexuality, perhaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's got isekai bullshit, which we all know you love. And it's got isekai bullshit, which, okay, love is a strong word, but like, enthralled by... <laughs> you have a you have a complicated fondness for yeah 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 and so the first episode of that was fun we didn't actually meet like the other main character it was just the executioner whose way of life this is about right like i i, I understand that it's sort of like i guess we're getting to spoilers for the first episode of the show but i feel like if you're like close enough to anime you've probably heard some discussion about this because there was like kind of a bizarre kerfuffle about it but like the idea is it's, it's kind of like a rug pull right where there's like yeah a boy gets isekai and then he gets like murdered by the end of the episode by the executioner yeah yeah that is that is the case and like that boy existed in the manga he mm-hmm. was just a side character that 
the 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 main isekai girl like interacted with and then was like we saw get killed by the executioner as like oh no this executioner is like bad gosh this is bad news yeah there's a woman who can kill you we all hate that Mm -hmm. yeah so because i I, i'm online enough to know that some people do very much hate the idea that there is a woman who's out there killing like gormless generic isekai boys but like (laughs) couldn't be me yeah, I think it's really good, actually, to have that in the world. Uh-huh. We need a little more of that energy in our day-to-day lives. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what if... Any, anything you want to talk about? Anything you've been up to? Nah, not really. I mean, again, it, it's just been a lot of catch-up, and I don't know if I have a ton to say about anything I've been watching that I haven't already said on here. Like, I watched the... I, I finished up that second season of Princess Connect, and, you know, it's... It's the show it is. I said it was last time, and I still had a lot of fun with it, despite some reservations. And uh, then the season ended, and it was like, all right, I did it. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's good. I'm just closing the book on a few things so I can feel like better about actually starting up the new seasonal stuff I want to watch. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Do you want to go ahead and get into the episodes, then? Yeah, sure. Okay. Episode 39, Bushy Barrage Jealousy, Lion's Barrage Unleashed. Yoroi is eating Sasuke's chakra and Orochimaru is stoked because that means he'll have to use the curse mark. Naruto calls out Sasuke for acting like a bitch in the ring. This causes Sasuke to spot Rock Lee in the stands, and that gives him an idea. Sasuke jacks Lee's style and kicks Yoroi into the air and follows up behind him with the dancing leaf shadow. Sasuke never actually saw what Lee does after this, though, so he gets ready to improvise, but not before his curse mark pops off. He fights it off not wanting Naruto to be right about him being a bitch, and hits Yori with a series of hits as they fall, finishing in a heel kick to his stomach as he hits the ground. They both hit the ground hard, but Sasuke stands first. With Yori out cold, Gekko calls the match in Sasuke's favor. Oh yeah, so this this first segment is the segment of the episode I have like a little less to say about, just because it's, like mostly, it's mostly fighting. Yeah. But like I know last week I touched on how Yori doesn't know what the fuck is up. <laughs> Yori really doesn't know what the fuck is up. <laughs> no... Like, it's, a, it's amazing how it's dark, the, the contrast between him going like, yes, I'm going to suck Sasuke's chakra out, and that'll that'll kill him. And Orochimaru's going to be like, yeah, he's going to suck Sasuke's chakra out, and Sasuke's going to kill him. <laughs> like, nobody nobody in the room believes that, that Yoroi has a chance of winning. Nobody watching the show believes that Yoroi has a chance of winning. The stakes are only, like, is Sasuke going to be able to win this without using the curse mark? And at no point are they, is Sasuke going to lose this? But Yoroi's like, I'm, I'm, I'm the fucking best guy in this room right now. I'm so fucking tough and cool. Orochimaru's watching this and he thinks I'm badass. Yeah, I mean, look, Yoroi, your, like, chakra sucking is pretty cool. It would work against anybody except Sasuke or Naruto or, like, Gara right now. <laughs> A lot of people get bad matchups here in this room. Yeah. And of course, I, I, I love the classic beat of, like... Naruto seeing Sasuke be a loser. He's like, hey, don't be a loser. You're badass, actually. <laughs> Stop being cringe. Yeah, it's, it's great. I, I love I love that kind of... Uh, like, he doesn't really know how to support his bro in a meaningful way, but he's here to, like... Oh, yeah. He's, he's, here, to, he's here to be rude from the stands and hope that's enough. And It is. It is. Uh, also, can I just say, Sa- Sasuke had a name prepared for this move he was going to do. Uh-huh. So, like, he thought about it, right? Like, maybe he's just got, like, a sort of, like, list of names to use for something eventually. Uh, he's like, okay, th- this seems like it's, like, a lion's barrage, now that I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He just fucking strikes it off the list. All right, he's, he's gotta come up with another one later to, like, replace it, but he's feeling pretty good about that. Everybody thinks it was pretty badass. It unfortunately doesn't look that good, but, like, 
like in, in the in the episode itself it's, the animation is kind of like yeah like it's, it's a little stiff and the editing on it, it makes it kind of hard to like follow sometimes mm-hmm. but in theory it's it's cool to kick a guy a bunch of times as he's like falling out of the sky and then like slam him to the ground yeah totally I, I feel like I really don't have a ton to say about this first half of the episode, but I think there's a bunch to dig into in the second half, if you're, if you're good to move on. Yeah, let's move on. Kakashi pops in, and everyone's mega impressed with Sasuke, before he gets whisked away by Kakashi to go get that Chris Mark sealed. The next match is Shino and Zaku, who has both of his arms in his sling. Before the fight, Orochimaru ducks out to check on Sasuke. Zaku takes one arm out of the sling and starts the fight with a big sound blast. In a weird pillar dungeon, which I can only assume is just behind the arena, Kakashi seals the curse mark with a big array written in blood. Kakashi tells Sasuke that the seal will only work as long as his will to suppress the curse mark holds, and Orochimaru steps in to say hi. So I, I, I think we're like we're, we're running into it at this point in the arc because I think we're really hitting the point where um, they, they start to need to stretch out these episodes a little bit from the source material. And in in, in the next two episodes we covered this week, there's a, there's a handful of like additional scenes. Mm-hmm. But here we just get like really into the weeds of everybody like going around and talking about how cool this how cool Sasuke is and like replaying the footage we just saw in their heads as uh, as they talk about how cool Sasuke is. Yeah. I think my favorite is, is of this though is is the bit where Guy is thinking about it and we get the, we get the the action footage played again, but we just got a Guy's head like slowly like sliding into the corner of the frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just one of those things that I don't like see as a as like a representation of like all people thinking about like a a fight that just happened in shonen anime. So and like perhaps as a result of that, or so like basically it just looks extremely silly and i'm in love with it yeah it's amazing actually i think more things should be like that yeah i think we should just really like just really put more filters and like more guys like you know like statically sliding across the frame as i think about things i think we need to like maybe maybe we just get like a guy's face sort of like slowly rotating in the center of like a like a fight recap of something that just happened that would be great yeah that's pretty good I think my favorite bit of everybody like talking about how how great Sasuke is is kind of be like ah Sasuke has finally unlocked the Sharingan's true power, which is extremely funny in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I mean not not like not just in the sense that oh there's a lot of Sharingan powers that we haven't even seen a little bit of yet, but also I feel like Sasuke is not really like gonna be a copying techniques guy in the future. No, not really. Like Kakashi, Kakashi is like. He's happy that he has like a like a battle son who can also copy techniques with him. That's uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I'm happy for him. Yeah, Kakashi was so happy when he learned he was going to be teaching in a jiha. Right? Can you imagine? <laughs> the only guy who my Sharingan knowledge is like applicable for left in the world. <laughs> yeah, like literally. Well, I mean, I mean, to that end, also, it's just like, yeah, obviously, Kakashi would end up with that kid, but like, you know. Hmm. It's it's, it's, just, it's you know. So sometimes there's a thing you like that is very obvious going to happen, but you're still hoping for it. It's still nice when it comes through. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad for Kakashi. Yeah. During this fight, uh-huh. Orochimaru, mm-hmm. he needed to calm the fuck down. He needs to calm down a little bit. He's getting a little, a little worked up and I'm not here for it. <laughs> just like, it's just like a few times we just cut to Orochimaru just like breathing weird. It's pretty weird. He's getting his tongue all out, and it's like, man, could you could you calm down? <laughs> could you fucking cool it? Uh, is it? Also, is nobody seeing this? Is anybody looking at this guy? <laughs> is nobody seeing this pervert? 
There's nobody saying the tongue pervert. I feel like we've got to be more on a lord about tongue perverts at this point. <laughs> I just, I just don't know about spies. They don't know about spies. It's so sad. It's so hard for them in this world where they don't know about spies. There's also a bit, a bit here where like, where we cut to the uh, the sand ninja as they're like watch as they're like watching after the fight, and uh, I like from this extremely minute shift in, in uh, Gara's posture, Congress is like, "Oh god damn it! My fucking little brother wants to murder people again. Calm down, please. It's <laughs> yeah. not it's not the time that you gotta wait your turn." It's great. Congress is like such a loser. It's amazing. Congress is amazing. <laughs> I was like that. I'm, I'm like surprised how like delightful I find Conqueror under on screen because I feel like he kind of fades into the background compared to the other two like Santrio with Santa Blings in my in my mind. Yeah, he's really fun right now. Another bit we're talking about here is is where with the doctors are all coming out to like come uh, come handle Sasuke after all of that. Gosh, she's like, no, doctors, fuck off. I got this, Sasuke. Don't talk to doctors. I I, I got everything you need. It's fine. I know about how, how much blood you can lose. I know about how to get the poison out of your body by losing blood. I'm like a medical expert. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to doctors. They're always telling me I'm wrong about how the body works. And look. They're, they're always telling me that I'm wrong, I'm wrong to solve all of my problems by getting blood out of somebody's body. In this case, it's not even going to be yours. It's going to be mine. I'm going to get blood out of my body later in a, in a back room somewhere. And we're going we're gonna to get this all patched up. Look, taking blood out of bodies can do a lot of good. It can do, it can do so much. You, and... you can seal curse marks. You can get rid of poison. You can murder. You can get a bunch of dogs to show up. Ah, oh, dogs show up? Just think of all this fucking modern medical science that isn't about getting blood out of your body to do shit. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah? You can get your childhood friend to give you one of his eyeballs. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Every time Kakashi bleeds, it's a W. <laughs> let's let's see if that, if that, if that like I, I'm gonna like be be paying attention to this. I'm gonna see if it's always a W for Kakashi every time he bleeds going forward. It could be. It might be. Yeah, uh, another bit I'm talking about here is like as as we move on to the next match. Um, well, we get this moment with Dosu and Zaku, and Keen's just there. Uh, Keen's not really like in the show. No, but um, of course not. She's a girl. Of course not, but like we get this where like you get you get this sense of Dosu kind of like get, getting this unpleasant understanding of his place in the world. He like sees sees Orochimaru just like fuck off to go somewhere else while while his students are fighting, and uh, as like immediately contrasted with Zaku, who's just still in full on boisterous jobber mode. He's like, yeah, that's right, I'm gonna fucking kick this bug kid's ass. <laughs> he does a good job. He really, he really comes out. He really comes out strong in this episode. He really, you know, he's. It's in theory a good matchup for him because Shino is one of the six people in this room that don't don't know what his weird arms do. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out next episode. But uh, you know, right now he's feeling pretty good about it. He's got his trick of uh, you know, he's doing he's doing his punch, but it's a fake out to do a sound blast, and that's like a pretty solid like opener move, you know. Yeah, for sure. He's he's sure he's got this in classic uh, Orochimaru's goon fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bud. You're gonna do great. You're gonna do great, Zaku. But uh but that's not important right now. That's not important right now. What is important right now, Gwen? Kakashi has a really bad grasp of who Sasuke is as a person, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, okay, Sasuke, I got this curse sealed away. As long as you don't want this evil curse power, and as long as you don't worry that you're not strong enough for something, and as long as you just, just feel really confident in yourself and feel good about yourself. 
this will be this will go great <laughs> yeah it's gonna work perfectly you'll be fine just don't have any doubts and definitely don't try to get stronger through it big ask i you know we'll see we'll see how it plays out for him it's certainly a bold move um yeah and of course uh, marking the end of the episode orochibaru just shows up in here I don't know if they don't have guards back here. If they're just like really lax about this Rochamari thing. Well, they don't they're have like, guards anymore. <laughs> Shit, you're right. Like, like I guess that's really the thing. Is like we're supposed to like we're probably meant to believe like yeah, Rochamari can just fucking show up wherever he wants to because he's like that strong and uh, nobody can really stop him. But also, there's like not even lip service paid to the idea that like I just feel like they're being too lax about this Rochamari situation. There's no, there's no way around it. He just gets to go wherever he wants, and nobody's even like. Yeah, if we just saw, like, a couple of corpses behind Orochimaru... They know he's after Sasuke! Yeah. They got, they got one guy in this room. Who's, like, busy. <laughs> he just got a lot of blood out of him. I, I think it's really funny the way that Orochimaru talks to Kakashi just, like, in this episode. Like, it's uh, it's really just like, hey man, what's up, been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, hey, how's it going? Oh, you got, you got ceiling juice now? That's cool, that's cool. Hey bud. Uh. I mean, if we, if we want to talk about Orochimaru talking to Sasuke, I feel like we should just... Or Orochimaru talking to Kakashi, I feel like we should just move on to the next episode where we get more of that. Yeah. Okay. Episode 40. Kakashi and Orochimaru. Face to face. Orochimaru tells Kakashi that he's after Sasuke's Sharingan. Shina took the sound blast like a champ and let a swarm of bugs loose behind Zaku, and tells him there's no way to fend both him and his swarm off with only one good arm. Zaku remembers his life as a hungry child stealing bread and Orochimaru's promise to make him strong. Resolving himself not to let all the effort go to waste, Zaku whips out his other arm and goes to do a sound blast. Picking up right from the end of the last episode, we've got, we've got Orochimaru talking to Kakashi more. And uh, mm-hmm. th- th- this is like less of a thing in the anime translation. Uh, like it- It's sort of there, but in-, in the manga translation, it really comes across like Orochimaru is just giving this really shitty riddle to Kakashi about what he wants. Where he's like, oh, you know how it is. Two guys have something, and a third one's just got to get it too. You've had it. You haven't had it for very long yourself, you know. Know what it is yet? And Kakashi's just like, oh. <laughs> but I, I, I love the idea of Orochimaru as a shitty riddle guy. <laughs> so funny. Um. Also, like, what, what what's really funny about the way uh, Orochimaru was talking to Kakashi here and in like in, and in the last episode is um. He mentions Kakashi not having the eyeball yet the last time they saw each other. Mm-hmm. And so the last time he saw Kakashi was as a child. Yeah. Right? And so I th- I just think it's really funny that he's still kind of like talking to him like a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, Kakashi's what, like 25? That's like baby age to Orochimaru still. Orochimaru's like, I don't actually know the ages of Naruto characters. I'm not going to look at the wiki right now, so I'm not going to prolong this bit further. Yeah, but... I mean, he's like Jiraiya aged... <laughs> He's like, he's Jiraiya aged, which is 50? Yeah, like 50s. That's my guess. I could be, I could be wrong. Jiraiya could be like 30. Uh, he is an old looking 30. He's probably not 30. He just fucked up going stage mode so many times. He just looks old now. Did you have more you wanted to say about that? No. Shino's got bugs. Shino's got bugs in him. <laughs> this is like... This is a this is like a, a a belief I've held for for quite some time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like that dates back to like me watching the show when I was way younger. Mm-hmm. But like, so so in the manga you can kind of see like the bugs sort of like scurrying out from under his skin and they're like tearing up skin a little bit and he's bleeding. 
And that's like that's like kind of gross and creepy. But the way it looks in the anime, where he's got like these perfectly bored like holes, it's worse that like lead into a void. It like like behind his cheek. I, like I always freaked me out way more when I was younger. I, like I'm not. I don't have that visceral reaction anymore. But at this like at this point in my life, when people like oh, that's, that's kind of weird. That's kind of gross. Why'd they do that? <laughs> well, what are those? How does that happen? It would be hard to draw. It would be hard to animate the bugs tearing through the skin. It would be harder to animate, and it'd also maybe be like a little, a little, uh, a little much harder to get on the, uh, like to, to show on TV in this time slot. But mm-hmm. I, I, like, I, I always, I just, I, I just have this very like strong memory of being like more freaked out about how it looked here. And I still think it's a little, a little freakier here. Definitely. Like, it's definitely creepier. It was like, what, what, what is going on with his body? He's got these like three perfectly circular bug holes. They just open up wherever. That's just—it's weird. I don't like it. I mean, despite that, I think she knows cool. Oh, she knows very cool. Don't get me wrong. I just think I just think the bug holes are are like. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk about this a little bit in the next segment. But like, I think Japanese voice she knows is cool. Because I, I also noticed this because I was like checking like lines in the dub just to, like. So sometimes both the manga and the and the sub translation of the line is like kind of weird, and I want to get like a third take on it to like. That makes sense, uh, but we should keep talking about this part. Let's move on to Zaku. Yeah, so Zaku's getting cornered by bugs, and we get we get uh, the the biggest like addition from the from the like the the biggest addition to what was in the manga here, which is the big Zaku flashback. We get like yeah. four panels of Zaku like thinking about Orochimaru telling him he can be strong in the. Uh, in the manga, but the anime is this whole big scene of, um, you know, Zaku's like running through the streets from like people he's stealing bread from, and uh, I, I kind of like this scene. I'm like, I think it's like, like it, it's the kind of thing that makes you like almost root for Orochimaru if like Zaku wasn't also like a disposable guy to, to Orochimaru, right? Right. right. I mean, like it, it sells you on what uh, and like how Zaku sees Orochimaru because like it, it's this really like striking scene where you've got all this like really harsh lighting and these really like. We, we've got like these like fairly short buildings but there's like these overhangs and these wires like going from building to building that kind of like leave the whole thing feeling really cramped and like claustrophobic mm-hmm. it's got like this really like harsh orange and red lighting the whole time and the guys who are ta- who are chasing zaku are like you know like very often just completely in shadow uh like like just like huge hugely imposing and like 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 dominating the frame and then he like, runs into Ruchimaru. And Ruchimaru is just drawn so much more normally, and like you know, he's like he's just talking to Zaku, and he is he is like presented much more evenly, and he's like, "Hey, kid, you can be strong," and I'm gonna like you know, if you, if you follow me, I can show you how you can achieve that. And like, obviously, this is Ruchimaru just like using this kid, but like, it, it, I think it does a really good job of succinctly selling the idea that Zaku is like was like very very willing to buy into that, and yeah, because uh, th- th- there's like a second component to the Zaku flashback also where he's like it's like at night and he's fighting some ninjas somewhere and like I, I we don't get like a, a super explicit uh definition of what's going on here but it definitely seems kind of like he he's sort of getting used to his like fucked up arms and kind of hates it um yeah or like like he like he like he, he's like really hesitant to fire them off and he's like really like sh- like shook when it happens but like he's like well shit i gotta fight like 50 dudes for Rojimaru, so this is, this is what i'm doing i'm firing off my weird terrible arms um do you think do, do you think Orochimaru gives the special boy treatment to everyone? When, when like, they first probably meet? at least a little bit, right? Yeah, right? I mean, like, because like, even, even Yorui, who, like, knows there's a clear sense of, like, favoritism, but, like, among Orochimaru's guys, like, there's guys who matter more than he does. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he he still has that sense of like, okay, but I I, I can still I can still show off enough. I can still prove myself, and he'll he'll I'll be in his good graces again. Like it, it definitely seems like everybody want like wants to be Orochimaru's special boy, like regardless of what that means for them. Yeah, which is pretty much exclusively bad things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the alternative is being the one that gets fed to the special boy. So like, yeah. No, I, I I do really like this like little bit of expanding Zaku's backstory. It's not like the most uh, I mean like it like it, it's playing in some like pretty standard tropes, but I think it's like visually well presented and um yeah, it's like it's like it is a good background thing to like pad out an episode with, right? Like yeah, like it like it it, it it like is pretty much exclusively additive to like what this scene is doing. It doesn't like get in the way or like muddle anything, and it like it also just looks pretty good. Um like. The storyboarder and director on this episode, Ryon Kujo, is not somebody I was really paying attention to before now. Mm-hmm. But I think like the bits of this episode where he gets to diverge from the source material a little bit and add his own spin on it wind up being like really distinct and flavorful looking. And I was like really happy to see that. Yeah. Uh, so so is that the episode? Do you want to... Not the episode, but the, the, the segment? Do you want to... Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to move on to the next segment of the episode. Orochimaru has a chat with Kakashi about the Sound Village and pawns and sacrifices, while Zaku's arms blow up. But like, in, a, in the bad way this time, because Shino put bugs in his weird handholes. Orochimaru takes a step forward and Kakashi threatens to kill him. Orochimaru laughs and lays out the truth that the seal won't work, because Sasuke will turn to Orochimaru and the curse mark in pursuit of power. On his way out, he hits Kakashi with a wave of bloodlust that leaves Kakashi all shaken. Shino has announced the winner of this fight, and we get a little background on his whole deal, after Neji sees all the bugs in him with his Byakugan. Kakashi shows up in time for the next round to be announced. It's Kankuro versus Tsurugi Mizumi, the last guy from Kabuto's squad. Alright, yeah, so once we, once we get back into this uh, segment of the episode, we see what uh, we see what Zaku's whole uh, belief in Orochimaru and wanting to live up to him amounts to, and it's, uh, his arms explode? It's basically nothing. The, the kid is fucked. It's over for him. It's terrible. Yeah, it's... You hate to see it. You hate to see it. It... it... This is another one of those things that gets kind of toned down for the anime. In the manga, one of his arms just like explodes clean off. Oof. So not 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 really gonna like definitely not the sort of thing that Rochimar is gonna bother to fix up at this point. No, hon, you're done. He's he's done. Um, he put bugs in him. He put, he put bugs <laughs> in, his, in his arms. <laughs> All right, like we we get the whole thing where like the, the this bit of the fight is like intercut with like. Kakashi and Orochimaru talking, and Kakashi's like, ah, is Sasuke just a pawn to you, too? And Orochimaru's like, nah, Sasuke's better than that. Those fucking idiots out in that main room, though, they're, they're like, they're fucking chumps. They're not anything to me. <laughs> like, immediately after we get Zaku's whole, like, tragic flashback and, like, his his expression of his, like, you know, his dedication to Orochimaru and trying to be strong for him, and it's just like, oh yeah, that kid's a fucking, that kid's fucking nothing. And his arms explode. And it's just like... You hate to see it. You hate to see it. I, but I do kind of love to see Orochimaru in this scene. I think Orochimaru's, like, kind of incredible throughout this whole episode. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, he's just got this really great presence. We get this, like, we get this, like, extremely classic moment of, like, two guys talking around something where, where Orochimaru's like, Ah, you see, the Hidden Sound Village is my village, and you already know what I want with that. And Kakashi's like, oh. Your ridiculous ambition, and they're like just no, nobody says anything. But like it's it's just it's just one of those things that you're either exhausted with or you like learn to delight in if you're like really into shonen manga. And I, I'm, you know, when, it, when it's these two guys, I could I could be a little delighted because they're really fun and yeah. like I I really like how um like the the shit that Orochimaru is doing is, is doing is like on a more blatant and like 
clearly cl clearly legible to, to everybody watching like oh th th this is bad but also Orochimaru is just kind of like like it's still basically the same shit that's going on here like at all the big village at the tuning exams because everybody just got a big speech about how you know they should be ready to die to uh you know forestall whatever big war like for like a little bit longer yeah i mean the only thing Orochimaru is doing wrong is recruiting outside his village <laughs> <laughs> Like, Orochimaru is a guy who sucks, but, like, in, in the context of, like, everything else just, sucks just as bad. So he gets to be, like, kind of dramatic and extra about it, and that's really fun. Yeah. And I also really love him being, like, he, like looking at the seal Kakashi puts on Sasuke, and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was just here to check what that was. That's not gonna do anything later. <laughs> like, I, I know what that kid's deal is. And, like, let's be honest, you know what that kid's deal is. So that was basically just, like, a bullshit thing you put on him. And he's like, he's like, like I'm gonna see him later. I'll, I'll, I'll peace out. Yeah, also, it was really funny that you thought you were gonna be able to kill me for a second. It's, yeah, like, great great prank. Uh, like, why did you imagine your head falling off for a moment and then just think about that? I'm, I'm gonna... I guess I'm gonna go watch some fights. I think you're gonna be kind of lame again. I don't know. What, what, what's great is that Kakashi gets it, and, like, it, it's not even from a moment where, like... Because in the forest, the kids got it after they, like, locked eyes with Orochimaru. Orochimaru doesn't even turn around. Kakashi just gets it. It's great. He's... Orochimaru's kind of got swag, you know? He's kind of, like... Yeah, I'm starting to... I'm starting to realize why, why I started following this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, kind of cool. Like, I, I, I think I can be, like, really, really powerful under his, like, under his instruction. I think it's going to go really well for me. Yeah, I just have to look out for little boys with curse marks. Yeah, and make sure. Like, I, like, I, I'm not taking any missions to go fight those guys if I can avoid it. I think that's like, yeah. Well, okay. So, like, our our mission is to keep track of all the shit that's happening. So obviously, we're in the loop. Yeah, we're we're fine with it. We're we're cool. We're safe. Yeah, we're Roshimaru's cool cool people that he likes and trusts. Mm -hmm. Right, because like, what are we gonna do? Betray him? Absolutely not. Yeah, where would we get our estrogen? <laughs> God. Uh, but yeah, cutting back out to the main room, I like that in contrast to um, everybody being like, whoa, Sasuke's cool at the end of the previous match, everybody's kind of like, oh, this, this guy's kind of gross. Oh, jeez. This guy's kind, he's kind of a weirdo. <laughs> is it okay that he can do that? Is that no? Is that normal? Is he is he healthy? Like, Does it hurt? Like, even Kuranai's like, kind of like creeped out about it. It's like, come on, lady, you should, you should be a little more used to this by now. Yeah. Be supportive of your student here. You should be like, yeah, that was awesome bug powers. I'm like, oh, geez, I hate your bug powers, kid. But go work out there. Okay, spe speaking of... Uh-huh. Um, uh, the, the, the part where Shino is, like, walking back up into the stands and they're like, hey, good job. And he's all like, yeah, you, you guys do good, too. You know? Mm -hmm. I, I think is a very good spot. To like key into the differences between the Japanese voice and the English voice. Yeah, th this is something I picked up on too because occasionally I will check a line in the dub to like just just sort of like get a third take on like a translation of a line. So I I noticed Chino's voice and I was kind of taken aback. Well, what do you what do you have to say about this? Okay, so first first to establish a baseline, the 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 Japanese voice of Shino is very deep. It's very dry. Hmm. The English dub is very, like, sneery and higher-pitched and whiny. Hmm. Just see that you two do the same. 
Yeah, he's like a he's being played as like a completely different guy. He's like the he's got like a weird, creepy nerd voice. It's it's kind of stunning. I was really taken aback. Why'd they have to do him like this? Why'd they do that? It's just it's just a weird decision. It's a it's a strange decision. It like totally changes the character. God, there's there's like a there's like a piece of Shino lore uh, that I keep thinking about that I don't know if I want like I don't know if I want to ed- like edit out the part where I'm talking about this so it could be like a surprise when we get there in the podcast. But I ca- I kept thinking about it through this episode where everybody's like kind of creeped out about Shino and thinks he's kind of weird mm-hmm. because there's like an anime only episode in the middle of Shippuden where there's a joke about how big Shino's dick is. Okay. So Shino is the only character in Naruto with canonically a big dick, and I I, I was just really <laughs> well, he's got to fit the bugs. In there. <laughs> I, I, it's it's been like haunting me. It's been haunting me for years, and like now that Shino's on screen again, I'm like everybody's so mean to him. They don't know how huge his meat is. <laughs> we need to double back. We need to double back to the voice for a second, because like uh-huh. you know you know how it like it makes Shino like a totally different guy the way he's acting uh-huh. in English. Everybody talks about him like he's still that other guy. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It seems kind of jarring to watch, but I'm, I'm not the one watching the whole show that way, so. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, most of the other voices are pretty, like, good slash similar, right? Like... Yeah, like I, I'm not like a, a big dog person. I haven't, I don't have like a super clear idea of those voices. But like, whenever I do like check in on something, it, I can tell they're like angling for a similar thing most of the time. And so it's weird to find one of those rare cases where they're just going for something else completely. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So the the episode cl- closes out as we uh, we get to like, you know, Conqueror Con- gets told he's he's like it's his turn to go out and fight, and uh, he's like super he's super amped up about it, which I think is great. Like I love. That for all of Conqueror's, like, ah, Gara, you gotta be cool, you gotta be normal about this. He is, like, just as much of, like, yeah, I love fighting, I love when weird, scary violence happens to a guy. I love doing, like, fucked up <laughs> ninja techniques on a guy. But he's he, but he's just like, I, I could be normal about what I'm not doing. That makes me so much fucking cooler than my little brother. Yeah. Conqueror's such a good fucking character. <laughs> Conqueror, like, he's just a silly guy, and I love that for him. Yeah, he's great. I also think it's very funny that we we get a cut to Baki, who is like the the San, the San siblings like teacher, who's like conquer. You you've got to take this more seriously, and it's like no, he fucking doesn't. Suruki Misumi isn't anybody. <laughs> it's like there's like nobody in this room that's less of a character than that guy. <laughs> like Kate doesn't say anything, but at least she was like on screen before now. And she says like weird shit to Sakura before. Yeah. Are we are we ready to just go ahead and move on to the fight? Uh, yeah, so the next episode? Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk, if you want to call it a fight. God. Alright. Episode 41, Kanoichi Rumble. The rivals get serious. Tsurugi gets all wiggly and wraps around Konkuro, saying he dislocates all of his joints and uses chakra to control it. is not convinced to give up, so Tsurugi breaks his neck. The match almost gets called when it's revealed that real Conqueror is in the wrapping, and the body Tsurugi is all wrapped up in is Conqueror's puppet. Conqueror squeezes him until he gives up. Ino confronts Sakura in the bathroom and tells her to quit. Sakura refuses and makes it back just in time for the next round to be announced. It's Sakura versus Ino. Okay, so like bad sign number one for Tsurugi, not mentioned in the title of the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad side number two, there's like no recap at the beginning of this episode to like try and set up this fight. It's just Conqueror and him standing next to each other. So like he's getting nothing. Uh-huh. 
Uh, bad, bad side number three, his special ninja power is that he has a bad skeleton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, to his, to, like, the the one good side is, like, I feel like the bit where he's, like, making his body all weird and, like, wriggling around Conqueror is, like, actually pretty well animated. Like, it's, is, there's, like, a surprisingly solid feeling to the, his, his yeah. fucked up body stretching around Conqueror. It's, like, a, there's some, like, really, like, like cleanly animated cuts that like communicate his fucked up body very clearly. I I think this episode in general, uh, including a sequence in the next part, is like the most well animated episode in this batch. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's like a lot of uh, yeah. It, it's like one of those episodes of Naruto that is like just kind of like very like quietly good looking a bunch of the time, where like there's you know like like it, it's a little hard for me to find a lot of information about who did like what cut, but like there's a lot of um. No, there's there's a handful of like you know like you know series regulars working on the show we've got a like like on this episode of the show um we got koji yabano on this episode and i don't know what scenes he animated but like he's he's like a like a very solid animator who is like basically still working on naruto to this date like i i think he had a scene on boruto pretty recently mm-hmm. yeah. I, I i didn't like i didn't like super prepare like a like a list of people to talk about this time um because they're just kind of like like there's a lot of animators who are like mostly not in the tier that gets like talked about a ton but like the, it's a lot of like clearly very solid people making like a solid looking episode of the show yeah anyway just like a bad fucking matchup for Tsurugi like <laughs> yeah yeah like he, he, he's got that moment of like oh yeah I snapped his neck and there's like there's there's another like kind of cool cut where you've got like 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 Conqueror's neck just like wobbling back and forth a little bit um yeah and then like the face cracks and you can see like the chips falling on the floor it's it's great yeah, that's great. And then, yeah, he, he, then it's, it's, it's done. It's over for him. Gecko's like, ah, oh, jeez, I'm, I'm glad I didn't glad I didn't call that one off. That would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, imagine being like, all right, the match is over. The kid's dead. Conqueror's just like, wait a fucking You second. motherfucker! <laughs> what do you even do in that situation? Do you have to be like, I'd actually you keep going? Because then, like, you kind of, like, you've ruined Conqueror's whole moment. Like, you just... Okay, but, like, yeah, you ruined the moment. But also, like, Conqueror isn't losing their anyway <laughs> yeah i guess i guess i guess the guy is still wrapped up like has still wrapped his body around a death trap so like conqueror's probably still got it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then there's the the bathroom scene this is probably the anime's biggest addition to this episode um like this, this whole scene just doesn't exist in the uh in, in the anime like it, it, it's it's a fine scene i don't actually have a ton to say about it in terms of like what it's doing because it's just kind of like hitting a lot of the same beats with you know and sakura if you've seen of like yeah, they're like kind of trying to like, like like you know, it was like Asakura, oh, you should quit, and like you can kind of tell there's like an undercurrent of worry. The, the thing that's like the, the thing for me with this scene is that it just winds up feeling kind of weird, both in the sense that it's like, oh, these two these two go off for like a bathroom break, and I guess they just put the whole like preliminary on hold, and then like immediately go back and get the uh, and, and get matched against each other. And, and like in that context, it, like I, I kind of can't help think like, oh, are, are these two just like is this like a prank on these two for like. For like fucking off and delaying everybody, it's <laughs> like I no, we we like we never said any of the rules. We get to go have a bathroom break, so actually you two are gonna fight each other next. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just the case. <laughs> everybody just confirmed while they're out of the room, and they were like, "It's always gonna be really funny." Yeah, Kakashi Kakashi was the one that suggested it. Yeah, he's like he's like when the when the matchup comes up on like the computer, he's like so ready to like you know put point out to Sakura. He he knows what's happening. You know, yeah, he's he's he, he he's in on it. It's actually like another like pretty understated but like nice looking cut where like you've got the bit of like Kakashi looming over Sakura's shoulder and like pointing and like pointing her towards the like computer screen that like shows the matchups where it's like yeah here's here's like 
it's just like a really clean translation of a few panels from the manga into like a very coherent moment and it's not like big and flashy but like it's it, it just it just scans really well and looks yeah i don't, I don't know yeah I, that 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 part stood out to me too it looks really nice just kind of like a subtle like oh the framing of this is like neat <laughs> you know yeah yeah so we, we get the fight announced and like everybody's kind of like going around and thinking about what this fight is going to be um and it's, it's, it's pretty standard stuff uh that there's a thing I want to talk about that mostly uh, relates to translation differences, which is to say, in every version of the scene but one, Awesome is looking at this and he's going like, Ah, uh, Ino's like the top of her class, but I have to wonder, is she going to be able to go all out against Sakura, her friend? Except for the official English manga, uh-huh. where Asuma is basically like, Yeah, Ino looks tough, but actually she kind of sucks shit, so I don't know if she can even fight Sakura well at all. Wow. Which, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, oh, the, the the line is completely different in one of these versions, so I have to go and check a bunch of extra translations to, like, because I don't know Japanese, so I can't check what the original was, so I just kind of have to see what the consensus on, like, all the different translations I can find is. And every one of them is like, yeah, he's like, all right, you know, you know, it's a good Kunoichi, but, like, you know, it's going to be hard for her to go out against her friend, except for this one, where, like, I'll, I'll, like, paste it to you so you can see the exact wording, and I can, like, I'll like put it. I like link it beneath the episode on Twitter, also. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and, and he's he's just like a dick to her in the fucking in, in the manga for no reason because it doesn't seem to be what he's what he's saying in any other version. If she can even give Sakura a good workout, come the fuck on, dude! <laughs> like, come on. Uh, but yeah, we we get to move on to the yeah. The fight starts and Sakura holds her own pretty well against Ino. And after Neji says some rude shit, Ino gets an opening and pulls her punch in favor of an open hand slap. This causes Ino and Sakura to confront some feelings they have about one another, but not in a gay way, despite everything. Sakura vows to stop living her life trying to catch up to Ino and adjust her headband, wanting them both to take this fight seriously so Sakura can surpass her. Ino remembers the two of them saying they'll wear their headbands on their foreheads when they're real shinobi, and follows suit. See, like, this back half of the episode is like... I mean, like, they, 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 there is some fighting in here, like, especially in the anime version of it, where they, like, they, they make sure to kick off the, the bit with, like, a, like a, again, another pretty good-looking, like, exchange of blows between Sakura and Ino. Yeah, like th- it's, th- it's this a... was the best-looking fight sequence in this whole batch of episodes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, like, you know, like, it, like, it reads cleanly, it's, like, it, like, it moves nice, it's, it's, again, it's just, it's just, like, a pretty quietly good-looking episode of Naruto, and I'm always happy to see that. Um, but, like, uh... Broadly, this is definitely like mostly the emotional setup, uh, set setup to the uh, to, to to like the fight itself, and so we we do have the anime adding that bit of that bit of action just to like make it start out like a fight, and we also have like the really weird scene where Neji is like looking at this, he's like, ah, so this is how good girls can fight. I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's just like what the fuck, dude. It's like, come on, man, it's it's unbelievable. Why did why did <laughs> Why is he like this? <laughs> well, the, the the thing that Ten Ten says is like, okay, it's not because they're girls. They're just... They're just not very good. Like, I'm a girl. I'm strong. But like... <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, this is Naruto we're watching. And like, I so I really wish that were true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really wish Ten Ten had a single on-screen fight in the manga ever. But yeah, so we, we, it sort of like builds to the moment where like, you know, is going to like punch Sakura. And then she like remembers Sakura as a child and like holds back at the last moment. And then we get a flashback to Sakura and Ino in girl class. Fucking <laughs> girl class! I can't fucking believe girl class. I was so mad. 
Oh, man. <laughs> like... Justification we get for girl classes, like the girls, like yeah. In addition to to learning all of your ninjutsu and stuff, you also need to learn girl things like flower arrangement. Yeah, and like so, so you can be good spies. So you can be good spies. I, I, Which okay. So the thing about Orochimaru is he's the first one uh-huh. to figure out that spies don't have to be girls. Right. <laughs> so, so nobody's looking for boy spies. <laughs> God, that's why he's fucking cleaning up this shit so well. Yeah. I mean, like, the thing that's, the, the the implication of this is like, oh yeah, being a spy is like going and pretending to be like a normal woman somewhere else, which I feel like, like, like a normal woman who just, I guess, does flower arrangement all the time somewhere else, which I feel like is not a, doesn't give you great access to information, generally speaking. No, you want to go and be like a secretary or, um. Yeah. Or like. Or, or just like a ninja from a different village. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, my, my thoughts go in two directions. Like from here, like one is like, okay, what's what's going on in boy class? Are they like learning sports stats so they can fucking talk about like baseball players <laughs> convincingly to be like normal dude spies in other villages, or do they just have like ninjutsu time? Yeah, I don't know. Because like presumably they're doing something right now, and I I have to know is there like a is there like a comically fucking gender roles enforced like boy class time that they're doing all right everybody this is how a truck works <laughs> a truck works we're gonna teach you how to spit <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is like in the world of naruto it is trivially easy to look like any other person in the world like <laughs> this is the th- this is like one of the things you have to learn to graduate elementary school yeah <laughs> So, like, it just seems like this is information that, like, like if, if you're going to teach people, like, skills to, like, blend in and be normal, I feel like maybe you just teach everybody all of these things so they have access to a wide range of disguises and can perform all sorts of roles while pretending to be another person undercover. Girl class, though. Um, I do want to I do want to say about girl class. Uh-huh. Um, I found our biggest nobody yet. Who's the biggest nobody yet? I, I, I missed this one. Is it, is it the teacher here? Or? No, it's Ami, the bully. Oh, does Ami, the bully, ever show up again? No. Oh my god, this might be, this, we might have done it. This might be the biggest rando. I think in the anime, she is one of the background characters that is seen fawning over Sasuke, and that's it. Alright, yeah, that, that, that might, we, we, we might have, like, finished our, like, rando hunt already. I'm like, I'm still gonna be looking for randos. Yeah, but. yeah, okay, well, like, totally, but, like, I, I feel like to be a rando, I, I feel like Ami is at a position where, like, she's not enough of a character to be that much of a... to, to, to be a proper rando. You know what I mean? Does that well, make any well, sense? Well, I Maybe? What, 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 is your, what is your criteria here? I don't know. I just feel like... I don't even know if I know how to articulate it, but, like, she is... So, like, she shows up, she says, like, two mean things to Sakura, gets some flowers in her mouth, and then her, like, mm-hmm. cronies are like, Ami... Mommy, oh no, you're poisoned. Yeah. And like I, I, I feel like the biggest nobody is like in in the one scene that they show up, they are a bigger character than that. You know what I mean? Okay. Right? So like All right. It, it, it's not it's not about having the least amount, it's about having the most amount once. Okay. Alright. I, I I can accept that then. So like 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 you know, we're we're giving Ami an honorable mention for like successfully never showing up again. Yeah, but, yeah, all right. Like she, she is top of the leaderboard now, but like, they, 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 like she, she, she is like 
very far in one direction on like the, the scoring criteria, but there's like potentially another direction that can be filled further. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Uh, speaking of Ami, though, another thing I really hated about this girl class scene uh-huh. is there's like there's this element of like oh the girls are like bullying each other based on like 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 you know it's like oh, Ami your 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 body is like so lacking in curves or whatever and it's like there is nobody on the planet I want to see like like I want to see less writing about like. <laughs> girls talking about their developing bodies than Masashi Kishimoto. Masashi <laughs> Kishimoto, shut the fuck up, challenge. Get out of here. You just invented girl class. Go go <laughs> sit in a corner. Think about what you've done. <laughs> I hate your ass. You just, you just push him over and start kicking him. And like the, the the rest of this episode kind of winds up being like an act of trying to disentangle like the parts where like the things like girl class and all, all of the gender bullshit from the parts where like I see the Eno and Sakura dynamic that's being presented to me and it's like I could buy into this, you know? Like Yeah. Um can we talk about the dynamic for a second here? Yeah, totally. Like it's a little bit gay, right? It's a little bit gay, right? Like you 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 like I mean, you tell me about like two rivals in like a shonen manga and like one of them is like, you know, kind of weak as a kid. And uh, needs to rely on the other one a lot, but like eventually she starts, uh, you know, she she starts wanting to like be stronger, and like it, that that desire for strength is like growing a distance between her and like the and her friends, and um, and like and, like there's all these like complicated feelings about like the distance between them between the two of them because like they want to be close, but like like the 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 weaker girl is like I I don't know if I can be friends with you without being feeling like I'm in your shadow, and I hate that, and uh, yeah, maybe this is just me who is like. I, I am like a sucker for shonen manga rival dynamics like a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, but like I think I think there's like some really solid groundwork here. Like yeah, and like a, a lot of the stuff about when Ino is talking about Sakura and how like you know there, there, there's the scene with the flower where like Ino puts the flower up to her hair and like makes Sakura tell her she's cute. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of this is, like, oh, this is Masashi Kishimoto going, this is what girls do, but also, a lot of this, like, rivalry is about, like, oh, these girls think think the other one is cute, and they, like... (laughs) Yeah, so, okay, I'm gonna put my hat on right now, you know the hat. Yeah, I know the hat. Um, so, you know how in Naruto, the, the, the comic and the show that we're watching, uh, their rivalry is kind of predicated around Sakura liking Sasuke and Ino also liking Sasuke? Yeah. What if it was instead about Sakura liking Sasuke and also Ino liking Sakura? Okay. Yeah, I could go for that. I think that would be pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? Right, because there's still that, like, jealousy aspect to it, but it's, you know, it's different. <laughs> like, I don't know why Ino gives a fuck about Sasuke, other than, like, oh, he's the cool boy that all the girls like. Like, so- Sakura's at least, I guess, had, like, a moment with Sasuke once at this point, but, like... I mean, there's also, there's also a lot of moments of, like, Sasuke being mean to her, but, like, I don't know, maybe maybe that's her thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, Sakura is a well-established straight ally, so, like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor, you know, I feel so bad for her. Right? And, like, I, I really like the moment of, like, oh, they've both resolved to, like, not wear their headbands until, uh, until they're ready to, like, as fa- headbands, until they're, like, ready to face each other head-on, and so, like, at the end of this episode, they're both putting their headbands on and, like, getting ready to fight. I think that's cool. I think there's, like, a... Like, like, the, the, like, I am just so willing to buy into this stuff, and then every once in a while I have to, like, like, I notice there's, like, a little bit of glass in the food that I'm eating. 
where, where they start like yelling at each other about how like, oh, Sasuke is never going to like you. And So I have a question. Yeah. Who does Eno get with later? Uh, Sai, who we have not met yet in the course of this podcast. Okay, okay, okay. The foundation of their relationship is largely that Sai calls her ugly once by not understanding social customs. And that's basically all the interaction they get. Okay, so they're both gay? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay, so they're both gay. They're beards. Yeah, they're beards. All right. They have, got it. They have a child out of convenience and they're both gay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. The, the last thing that I want to talk about here, at least, is I really like the bit where Naruto is watching this and he's like, I, I don't get why they're so like heated up about this. Like, this is, this is just a fight. Like, Naruto doesn't understand what rivalry is at all, despite being extremely in it. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, it's he, does, a- he doesn't know. He doesn't know what having a crush is like. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's good. I also really like the moment where Kakashi is like, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, rivalry is a mysterious thing. Not that I would know. It like looks over at Guy, and Guy's getting pissed off. He's like, oh, but that's such a cool response. <laughs> it's so good. Really Kakashi good. and Guy are great. But also, like, I, I started having this these thoughts about, while watching this. I was like, do you think Guy kind of knows that, like, Kakashi had, like, a real, like, had, had, like, a, had, like, a rival before and, like, that that kid's like seemingly dead, and Kakashi's got his eye in his head, and it's like it's like weird for guy. I think he's like kind of jealous of this like dead kid that Kakashi's clearly still thinking about all the time. You think he lies awake at like night, like worrying if if he's Kakashi's real rival? Absolutely. <laughs> Poor guy. That's why he tries so hard. <laughs> oh my god. And like yeah, he he's like he's like happy when like Kakashi is like having a competition with him, but he's like kinda bummed that it's always goofy stuff, because like he he always feels like Kakashi's kinda holding back a little bit. But like he's 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 still gonna give it his all and he's still like really happy to spend time with this person he cares a lot about, but like he he just can't escape the feeling that, you know, there there's another person that Kakashi felt more about and he you know, it's 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 so rough for him. It's it's really hard for Guy. Poor guy. I, I'm, I'm really feeling for the guy right now. I'm really... This, this is the most invested I've been in Mike Guy, like, basically ever. Yeah. While I'm saying this. Damn. Damn. Anyway, that's that's my Kakashi and Mike Guy fanfic. Uh, that's about all I had to say about this episode. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? The flashback scenes of Eno and Sakura were so gay, Ruby. They're pretty gay. Right? They're, they're, they're like, kind of gay-seeming. Like, really gay? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if my brain is just poisoned from reading so much Yuri manga recently. I mean, look, like... I, I, probably, but that's fine. <laughs> like, my brain is poisoned the way where I see any show in Rivals ever, and I'm like, yeah, that's gay. This is this is a gay this is a gay thing. Yeah. So, but like, but like, you know, we have to accept our poison, and we can't, and then live with it. We have to, and then we just go on the podcast, and we say that all these characters are gay, even though they're not, because Masashi Kishimoto is the straightest man in the world. Yeah. This is our cross to bear. This is our cross to bear. Like, we're right, though. We're right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I think that does it. All right. Yeah. What are we watching next week? We are watching episodes 42, 43, and 44 of Naruto. Nice. Hey, if you want to support the podcast, you can check out our Patreon. That is uh, patreon.com slash Crush, all one word. Um, any images we talk about during the episode can be found on our Twitter, at Crush, all one word again. And thanks for listening. See you later, and remember, there is no such thing as filler. <laughs>